Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Canucks. I'm your host, Justin Pooney. And what a night it was and a surprising night as I'm watching it live on TV right now. The Vancouver Canucks just defeated or are on the process of defeating the Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas, 5-1. I know last night I went on a whole soliloquy about how this team is not good enough. They have cap problems. All that is true. But tonight, tonight, the Canucks, when they needed to win the most, went to Vegas, a place they had not been able to win, and got it done. But before we get into that game, this game tonight, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Canucks your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And as I've mentioned before yesterday in our inaugural episode, which I want to thank you all for the support on that, you can follow us on Twitter below at Locked On Canucks. Of course, like and subscribe to this video. But guys, the Canucks, the Vancouver Canucks went to Vegas and actually played a complete game. They went down one nothing as expected. This team, for whatever reason, always gives up the lead, but they fought back, scored five unanswered goals, and the biggest thing that I'm most impressed about is this. There's a saying you're going to hear me say a lot, and it relates to all sports. Big-time players need to play big in big-time games, and that's why they get paid the big money. And that's what happened tonight. When you look at the score sheet tonight, the Vancouver Canucks, who came up big the most for them tonight? Their captain, Bo Horvat, 14 goals in 20 games. The man has been absolutely on a tear. After a lot of people in Vancouver and in Canucks Nation were getting on him, you know, JT Miller is the true leader of this team. Bo Horvat is on is going to score 30 goals this year. That is a great thing to do for a second-line center. Bo Horvat has had a great year. Who else? Elias Pettersson, not one point, not two points, but four points tonight. An absolute great game by Elias Pettersson. A game that we haven't seen a lot of this season. A game that we saw a lot in his rookie year. You know, he had a couple five-point games as a rookie year. An impressive showing by Elias Pettersson. Those two guys stepped up big. And of course, Thatcher Demko has been absolutely brilliant at stopping 31 saves so far. There's about two minutes left in the third period. But Thatcher Demko has been absolutely brilliant this whole season. What more can we say about him? But this is the thing. And things kind of broke the Canucks' way today. They're now tied with Vegas for points. And when you look at the standings right now, as I pull up the standings, as I'm Googling online, um, the Canucks right now currently in the wild card standings, they are, you know, they still have some work to do. We're not there yet. But... Dallas is at 83 points, and the Canucks will now be at 76. Seven points back, but Dallas has two games in hand. The Canucks are going to need to go on a tear. We know that. But I just want to speak about the resiliency of this team. That's the biggest thing for me. This team, after a tough loss again against Vegas on Sunday, could have just you know turned around, put their tail between their legs, and laid down and died. They didn't. And that's what I think about Bruce Boudreaux. And that's kind of what I want to talk about in this opening segment. Bruce Boudreaux. How? Because I was having a discussion with somebody earlier today. We were talking about the Canucks coaching situation, what's going to happen. Now, I don't know. Like I mentioned before, I was missed. Yesterday, I said that it was a team option, but also Boudreaux has the option as well, whether he wants to stay, because rumors were swirling that if Sheldon Keefe ever gets fired, he would go try to get the Leafs job. We're not going to speculate with the Leafs. We know they choked big time last night, losing 
they were up five one last night and lost, and that was an absolute atrocity. And I was there, loved every single moment of it. But looking back at this Canucks coaching situation. When Boost Brugel came in, this team was in disarray. Jim Benning was gone. Travis Green was gone. And I liked Travis Green as a coach. I thought he was a great coach. A young coach was part of the system. A lot of these guys had had him in the minors. But it was evident the locker room just kind of lost touch with him, lost lost in favor with him, which happens in sports. Coaches are basically hired to get fired. That's what happens. Um, But Brugel has come in and given them a spark. Now, Yes, they played a lot better. They're not going to be a playoff team, but I kind of want to see Bruce Brujo get a little more rain because I feel he has that old school mentality, kind of like a John Tortorella where he has a line and it's drawn in the sand and it's either you're on his side or you're not on his side. There's no in between. And I think that when this franchise is what you need, you look at this franchise, the coaches that have been the most successful have had hard line, minus John Tortorella, Pat Quinn, a hard-nosed coach. Alain Vigno, a dry sense of humor, a very stoic but very hard-nosed coach. Travis Green, you know, he did some success, but he wasn't as hard-nosed. Bruce Brujo, when you look at his team in Washington, Minnesota, everywhere he has been, they have won. And I believe that going forward, look, I think Brujo has done a good enough job this interim, in, I guess, interim uh, job he's done. Uh, to, you know, get another shot. But it's up to Patrick. If I'm Jim Rutherford, I don't see another coach out there that piques my interest as much as Bruce would. Certainly not going to be Mike Babcock. What are you going to do? Go back to the recycled well? What, Elaine Vino? Yes, I know everybody wants to bring Vino back and stuff like that. But I just don't see that happening at all. Um, I think the Canucks have a lot of different pieces and superstar look Elise Patterson played like a superstar tonight he played like Thatcher Demko Thatcher Demko has proven to be an elite goalie in this game and the Canucks just went into Vegas a place they cannot do they have never been able to win in Vegas and they just ended Vegas's five game winning streak and they played very well the Canucks last 10 games on the road they're 7-2-1 and and the last game and you think about back to that homestand they had. They didn't really gain any ground. I think that would be the death coffin of this team. They had that seven-game homestand, and they lost games to Buffalo and Detroit. And that was kind of like the water balloon out of the air out of the balloon. Sorry, not water. Sorry, guys. I It's been a long day for me today. I had a master's preview show at school, which for all you guys wondering out there, I am going to go for Tiger Woods. Biggest Tiger Woods fan out there. Tiger will win the Masters, but this is not not the time for that. But I want to go back. So I mentioned how Brujo should still be the coach. I think he's done enough, a good enough job to prove that he can get a little bit of a leash. And what type of messaging do you send to the fans if you fire Brujo and you go on to another coach? I don't, I don't see how that works. Um, I think. Bruce Boudreau has done a well enough job to coach this team for another season or two. But then again, we go back to what I said yesterday about the whole organizational structure and the same common goal. Bruce Boudreau is not in that common goal, then he's got to go. But what I, all I'm simply saying is Bruce Boudreau has done a good enough job to coach this team going into next season. 
unfortunately the season still does not look like it's going to feature um playoffs but but you know a game against the lowly arizona counties tomorrow potentially getting on a roll you we can make things interesting like i I'm an, I'm a very big optimist, as you guys can probably tell. I'm not gonna die until the Canucks are officially officially eliminated from playoff contention. Until that day happens, I still hold us liver. I hope the Canucks will make the playoffs, but it's looking bleak. Win a couple games against Arizona, San Jose. You never know what can happen. But like I said, after this coaching job, Bruce Boudreau done, I think he deserves to be back. But coming up after this break, I want to talk about superstars. I think superstars are very intriguing and very important to the game of hockey, but sports in general, how you build a championship team. But first, I want to talk to you guys about betonline.net. It is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Betting has blown up in Canada, if you guys have not witnessed. Everybody you know is now placing wagers, parlays, over-unders, the whole deal. Find out all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships odds, Tiger Woods, podcasts and reviews from all different leagues this season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting and wagering information, including live betting, esports, which is another blowing up market. I cannot get into esports because I suck at video games and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, so this is the meat of the show today. Superstars. Superstars sell tickets. Superstars win you games. A lack of superstars lose you games and lose you money. But superstars are what draw your team. Sorry, what draw your team to fans, what draw your team to corporate sponsors, what draws your team to winning. As you can probably, actually you guys probably don't know because it's just the second episode, but I am a very big basketball fan, football fan, as well as hockey. And the one thing I always get on the NHL about is they never brand and market their stars as much. You look at the NBA, you look at the NFL, star quarterbacks, they sell. Star wide receivers now, they sell. Guys like Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey on the world champion Los Angeles Rams. I hate them. Seattle Seahawks fan, die hard. Pacific Northwest, till I die. But you need superstars. When you look in the NBA, LeBron, Giannis, Booker, Chris Paul, you need superstars to win. You look at the Tampa Bay and they just won back-to-back Stanley Cup titles. Hedman, Kucherov, Stamkos, Point, Vasilevsky, you need superstars. And Patrick Alvin came out the other day, I think it was last week, and said the Canucks aren't don't have any superstars on their team. And he might be right, but... The way Elias Pettersson played tonight, the way JT Miller's played this whole entire season, is it that wrong to say the Canucks do have superstars? Elias Pettersson has superstar talent. Nobody's questioning that. Now he's been hurt, and it hasn't been there the whole time. But tonight he proved he has superstar talent, that game-breaking ability where he's got a nose to put the puck in the back of the net. He can make plays, that beautiful dish to Tanner Pearson on that goal. Or that nice, beautiful backhand pass, the shot. You got to the dirty areas to score that goal in front of the net. He has superstar abilities. JT Miller's played like a top 10 player in this league. I said the other day, JT Miller has played so well for the Vancouver Canucks. He's forced you to keep him on the roster and sign him to a contract. 
He simply has. You have to play him. He is so good. Bo Horvat playing like an elite number two center. 30 goals this year. Brock Besser, he still has the talent. Now, do I think Brock Besser is probably going to be the odd man out on this team? Yes. Thatcher Demko has proven to be an elite goal. He's an all-star. He is a player. Quinn Hughes has superstar talent. We know that. So, yes, Patrick Alvin might be saying the Canucks don't have a bona fide, solidified top 10 superstar, but they have superstar talent. And that, with the right pieces, can become superstars. This is not like basketball where you can have two guys. Well, actually, I don't even know about that because if you think about you look at the NBA this year, the teams that are the, the two favorites, in my opinion, to win the title this year, the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, they have superstars, but they're also homegrown superstars. Giannis Tentacumpo, Chris Milton, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden. They're all drafted and developed. Mikhail Bridges in Phoenix. Yes, you brought in a guy like Drew Holiday and a guy like Chris Paul. Those ancillary pieces. But you need homegrown superstars to win to set the culture, to set the example. And that is what the Canucks have here. And that is the biggest thing going for them. They have shitty cap space. They have no cap space whatsoever. They have not the best depth on defense and up front. But what they have, they have the most important thing. Something that you cannot teach, something you cannot, it's hard to find, it's hard to develop. They have players with superstar talent. Quinn Hughes, Thatcher Demko, Elise Pedersen, Brock Besser, Bo Horvat, JT Miller. They have the pieces in place. Facility Pod Coles is not a superstar, but a very solid NHL player that I can see going forward. Niels Hoaglander as well. They have, they have pieces in place. The Canucks have pieces in place to be successful. Do I think... Look, they might, if you look in their division, of course, McDavid, Drysaddle, top two out of the top four players in the league, in my opinion. But Johnny Goudreau, Matthew Kachuk, you know, Jack Eichel, more talented, yes. But I think the Canucks, maybe Troy Terry, Trevor Zegras, they're young. You look at the specific division, the Canucks have high-end talent in this division that is needed to be successful. And the Canucks, it's all about, again, to reference basketball again because i want to relate stuff to different sports you look at the los angeles lakers this year they have lebron james the greatest player of a generation they have anthony davis a top talent in this league but can never stay healthy they have they have anthony sorry they have russell westbrook a hall of fame player carmelo anthony had all this talent but they didn't have the the ancillary pieces the secondary pieces not fit on that roster that's why the lakers sucked the Lakers are missing the playoffs this year because they absolutely did not get the most important thing of a team right. They did not get the secondary pieces right. And the Canucks are just like that too. The Canucks have the top-end talent. They just don't have Tanner Pearson, not it. Tyler Myers, not it. Tucker Pullman, certainly not it. Jason Dickinson, not it. Connor Garland hasn't scored in like eight games he had a great start to the beginning of the year but he hasn't scored 18 games now you can say that Boudreaux came in and it changed his game but he hasn't scored in 18 games the Canucks need I don't know what but you have to be smart buy low sell high it's all of it so I got a I'm a business minor 
also can major. So I understand the business aspect of it a little bit as well. I'm, yeah, I understand some things. I'm kind of a smart guy. <laughs> but the Canucks have their business back asswards. They buy high on they buy high on low stocks and they hope it hits. Instead of buying low on high potential stocks. You look at the Canucks, right? As I just mentioned, their top end talent has a lot of high of a very high ceiling. We know people were comparing Elias Pettersson to Pavel Datsuk just a year and a half ago. Pavel Datsuk, the magic man, Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr were going head-to-head for the Calder Trophy just a few short years ago, too. Now, Kale McCarr plays on a much better team in Colorado, which does help explode his value. And Quinn Hughes plays on a defense core with Luke Shen, who is somehow been great. Luke Shen's been a very solid piece of this Canucks team, but let's face it, Luke Shen's a 6-7 defenseman on a championship-caliber team. Tyler Myers isn't that guy. Oliver Ekman Larson isn't that guy. So, basically, what... To relate it all back, the Canucks have superstars or superstar talent, which is something you c- cannot just find on the s- every trade deadline or every free agency, right? It's hard to get, especially homegrown superstars or superstar talent, which they have. But they acquired JT Miller. His game has exploded ever since he came to Vancouver. Maybe with a chip on his shoulder being buried in Tampa Bay and not getting an opportunity, but he's definitely taken every advantage of his opportunity here. The Canucks have something. They have something. This is different than, you know, at the beginning of the Benning era or midway through the Benning era. They have something in place. The question is, what are they going to do with that? It's like I give you all the ingredients to make a great dinner. Or not all the ingredients. I give you the most important ingredients to make a great Thanksgiving dinner, whatever whatever dinner you like. I give you all the – I give you like a – Great turkey, expensive turkey, you know, expensive seasoning, all that stuff. But it's, you're gonna you gotta put the salad together. You gotta put, you know, the cranberry sauce together. All that stuff. How are you gonna put it together? And the Canucks have basically, they have a, they have an expensive turkey. They have the Lamborghini, right? But they park it in a shit box, and it just doesn't flow. And the Canucks, there's a lot of things the Canucks have to do better. And the biggest thing is they just got to build a better roster. Also, Anaheim's about to lose right now, which doesn't really matter anymore. But I want to say one thing with the Calgary Flames and Daryl Sutter. Look, they're a great regular season team, but they like the Toronto Maple Leafs of the Western Conference. Come playoff time, the Calgary Flames are going to get bounced. And I hope Vegas or the Canucks, one of the two, catches up and they will bounce them in the first round because I don't think I don't like Matthew Kachuk. I don't like Johnny Goudreau. I'm a Canucks fan. I hate all of them, but I just don't trust their team. And do I love Jacob Markstrom? Yeah, I do. But then remember this. Think about how good it looks now that Thatcher Demko is the Canucks starting goalie and not Jacob Markstrom. We're not paying a massive contract. That was a W. That was a definite W. So, like I said, the Canucks have superstar talent, but they just got to build around it. So coming up... After this quick break, I'm going to just let's go through Twitter. I thought, let's go through Twitter. Let's check out Twitter. Let's see what's poppy on Canucks Twitter and let's see what the fans are saying. Right? Let's see what people are saying. So, coming after the break, we'll check up what people are saying. So, let's go through Twitter. 
I'm just gonna go. If I can show you my screen, I could, but I can't. It doesn't allow me to, but let's go through it. So first one, Nux Iceman talks about Thatcher Demko's save percentage and his numbers against Vegas. We know that. Great. Elias Patterson, people compare it to 1982. I see something about Elias, but it's all Elias Patterson, and it definitely should be. But I'm trying to find some other good tweets here. Let's go end the season off. Great. Five games, the Canucks Patterson. I want to try to find an interesting tweet here. Ah, yeah, so this is the tweet. So a fan out there who I will remain nameless basically said the Canucks play so much better on the road than at home, and it's not talked about enough. You know what is talked about enough is the fact that Vancouver is a horrible place to play for NHL players, and I agree with that. (laughs) If I'm an NHL player, I do not want to play in Canada. Absolutely not. I would never want to play in Canada because the media, everybody knowing you, you have no life. If I'm an NHL player, if I'm a, if my hockey skills were allowed me to to play in the NHL, which they never were because I was not good enough, and unfortunately, at an early age, my mother crushed my dreams that I was never going to play in the NHL, and I cried myself to sleep for many days. But if I was an NHL player, a professional athlete, I would never want to play in Canada. First of all, you get taxed up the you-know-what that American players don't. Like if you play in the States, you don't. Vegas. Why do you think Vegas is a hot free agent destination? Because they have no state income tax. All that money I'm making, it stays in my pocket. And the capitalist that I am, I love to keep my money in my pockets. If I am a player... The microscope's going to be on me. I can never go out anywhere. I can never enjoy my life. I'm always going to have people around me. I'm always going to never, never feel like I have a life. I can play in Tampa Bay, but it's sunny all the time. I don't got to worry about rainy Vancouver, snowy Toronto, snowy Montreal, boring Edmonton, boring Calgary, the dead of winter in Winnipeg. And I love all those cities, but let's face it, you guys aren't the best places to be. If I could play in Anaheim, Tampa, Dallas, Vegas, sign me up, play hockey, play some golf, enjoy my life, enjoy the nice weather. I like the nice weather. I like where it's warm. And I think the Canucks just, and also the media, the media is another, the media here in Vancouver is just a bunch of hounds. They will grind you down, tire you out. And over an 82-game season, nine months, it drains you. And you're seeing that from agents that come on to say they don't like playing in – their players don't like playing in Vancouver because the rumors, the trade rumors, this rumor, that rumor. Jim Benning getting photos taken of him at the grocery store. It's not fun. But when they win, or if they do win, you're a king for life. So I guess you take that trade in. For me, I want to live with – the relaxation and the enjoyment and the ability to just have a peace of mind in my life that I have money in the bank and I can just go to the beach and ride out. <laughs> so that was kind of something I just wanted to scroll through Twitter, see what the Canucks were saying. And yeah, somebody just mentioned that the Canucks play better at home. Sorry, on the road than they do at home. And that's true. And I kind of turned that into how <laughs> I would never want to play in Canada if I was an NHL player, which I'm not, and I love Canada. Canada is the best country in the world, but if I was a professional athlete, I'd rather play in the States, <laughs> especially making U.S. dollars. But that's all the time for today. A quick episode. Again, Canucks' big 5-1 win. They are still 
in the playoff hunt. They play Arizona tomorrow, San Jose on Saturday. So tomorrow's episode will be, again, another game recap of the Canucks versus the lowly, lowly Arizona Coyotes. I know I didn't preview the matchup, but it's probably going to be Yaroslav Halak. And let's be face it, like the Coyotes have nothing to talk about. Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson, Antoine Roussel. Do we really want to talk with those guys? I don't think so. So tomorrow we will deal with dive into the Canucks versus the Arizona Coyotes. Hopefully another win as they try to slug along and keep this playoff push going. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Canucks your first listen every day. Tune in tomorrow again for your Canucks versus Coyotes post-game matchup. Now, make your second listen Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Rodine and Philip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Take care, everybody. Canucks W. We'll see.